0: Welcome to Create Your Life, a podcast for heart-centered creatives who desire clarity, fulfillment, and a flourishing relationship, not only with the world and their art, but with themselves. I am your host, Megan Vigil, a fellow creative and life coach, and I coach women who are ready to forge their own path to do things in their own way instead of continually comparing their path to others and measuring their success by the standards of the world instead of the metrics that feel deeply authentic to them. I help women be on their own team to curb the self-criticism, the perfectionism, and trade that for feeling at home within themselves, in their own lives, and to experience more peace, more being, and less striving. This podcast will be a mix of solo episodes where I share honest insights into my own journey and practice as well as beautiful guest conversations where I get to sit down virtually with individuals who I wholeheartedly respect and believe that they have so much wisdom on the topic of living and creating with intention and deep presence and enjoyment. This is not about the rat wheel of self-improvement this podcast exists as a place where we foster conversations around living well, blooming well, and looking at how beautiful and nuanced and, yes, complex, but how beautiful it is to be alive. My deepest hope is that you feel seen here, that you feel inspired and empowered to be a go-getter in your own way as you create your life. I am so happy you're here with me. Let's dive in. Hey everyone and welcome to Create Your Life or welcome back if you've been here before. Today we are talking about something that has changed my whole life. It has changed my business. It has changed the way I do everything. And I am so excited to introduce you to the person who really walked me through all of this and the thing that I'm talking about is human design. Uh, My dear friend and colleague, Catherine, she is so gifted in making human design feel accessible. So if you are new to human design or even if you're not, even if you know about it and you use it, I am so excited to share this episode with you because she just mm, shares and walks people through it in such a way that makes it so incredibly um, useful and actionable and relatable that I have yet to find really with any other um, teacher or guide or anything in the human design space. And there are so many beautiful humans who um, are in the human design realm, but I just think Catherine does it in such a special way. So I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. Catherine is a soulful life coach, transformational transitions mentor, internal growth and rebirth guide, safe and sacred space holder, and a human design conversationalist. Through deep conversation, powerful questions and her penetrating aura Catherine sees deep into your soul and invites you to journey with her into the depths of life her presence is soothing and fierce safe and wild sovereign and nourishing and her greatest desire is that you know that you are not alone Catherine serves as a divine guide to her community members, reminding them that there is no right way, only their way, as they deepen into trust on their evolutionary becoming journey. So she is such a beautiful soul, one of my dearest friends, and I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. Like I said, whether you're new to human design or you're already implementing it in your life, I hope that this just brings so much goodness to you. So let's dive into the conversation with Katherine Phillips. Well, welcome to Create Your Life, Catherine. I am so excited to have you here with me and to talk about human design, which I feel like is one of both of our favorite things to talk about together. Um, Absolutely. Yes, it is such such a blast. And I can't wait for everyone to just get to experience this conversation, whether you've heard about human design, whether you haven't, um, I just think it's going to be really hopefully beneficial to all people listening. So um, for those that are listening that are not familiar with your work, just kind of give us a glimpse into who you are and what you do day to day and what you love about your work too. Thanks. I
1: am so excited for this conversation. We talk about human design a lot. So this will be super fun to really like come together and Really dig deep. So, um, I am a life coach and I am the soulful conversationalist. I have been dubbed that by a few people and it just feels really resonant. Um, I get told a lot that I've, I've never told that to anyone before, or I hear that a lot. Things just seem to come out um, when I am in conversation with people. And so it just feels really beautiful to kind of like wrap that all together into a soulful conversationalist. So I used to shy away a little bit from that. Particularly within coaching, because there's this whole dynamic of counselor versus coaching and not wanting to like overstep in boundaries. But I think that there's a really beautiful space for that where some of us don't have safe spaces to go and share our stories and actually have this like open, non judgmental, safe space for that. And that's really the space that I hold. So I'm really actually finally stepping into that, which feels really, really good. Um, and just really fun actually. Um, it's like changed quite swiftly and drastically the conversations I'm having with my coworkers and my clients and my friends, and it's been super fun. So yeah. And I believe that we all have our own story and I believe in honoring and owning our stories. And it's literally the greatest gift we can give ourselves is to do that because I think that we don't really know who we are in until we do that. So I really believe in helping people find their own way of doing that because we all do it differently. So
0: Mm.
1: yeah, um, that's basically the grounding point and like the true essence of who I am as a human being, who I am as an intuitive business owner, as a life coach, as a friend.
0: Yeah. It's just kind of like basically all encompassed. Yeah, absolutely. That's so beautiful. And I can, attest to that that truly is one of your greatest gifts just being such a safe space holder I have I have said a lot of things to you that I'm like (laughs) I've never said that (laughs) (laughs) I've never said that and yet like it's it's just yeah it's always like such a beautiful conversation I think especially with you specifically when those things come out because it's always safe it's always no judgment and it's also like the way that you coach is so validating. Like, mm-hmm. and I think what's so cool and I think that will probably this theme will come out is that what we experience in life and 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 the things that feel deeply true to us are true. And there are so many things and there are so many spaces in life will, where we will be um, questioned about the things that just feel deeply true to us. And mm-hmm. you are one of those people that, you make it okay to say the things that feel true and, and to let it exist. And so it's just, it's so beautiful. I can attest that that is so true about you. You're very gifted in that way.
1: (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. I think I also push that whole when we also think that we know our truth and we're like, yes, this is what it means to be me. And this is what it means for me to be the business owner that I want to be. And this is what it means for me to be fully in my wholeness and then it's like is that really true or is that someone else's narrative that you are trying to hold on to because it looks good or it whatever um and I'm just not really here for that like I'm really really here for that whole like whether it looks like it makes sense or not like who are you at your core and how do you actually like be you embody you embrace you and fully integrate everything that you know about yourself and sometimes even maybe a lot of the times even the things that like you don't want to know because it doesn't make sense or you think that it's dumb or all of the other narratives that come crashing in when we actually start saying the things that are true and we're like where did that even come from
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's like one of the greatest gifts of coaching and and working with a coach that has that mentality um, is actually getting to embody those things that are really you. And I think that human design for both of us has been such a beautiful tool to kind of um, guide us a little bit on our path to like becoming more ourselves and yeah. so um would you mind just diving into a little bit like what is human design? How do you use it? Like why do you love it? And then we can dive into a little bit more of like our personal journeys with it too.
1: Totally. Um, I love human design because I was a huge believer in like being fully yourself before I found human design. And I think for me, the thing that human design offers and the way that I view it is that it gives words to the things that like you already know about yourself again whether you want to know those things or not or if they make sense or you're like no that's like not the correct way to do that um and i think i have been told that i take a little bit of a unique view and perspective on human design because again i come back to the conversation so what I'm I'm actually noticing, the more that I really dive into human design with my clients is that I literally listen to their stories and then I reflect human design back to them through the lens of their story. So I'm not a huge, I don't do human design readings where I like tell you the thing I don't create human design blueprints I love all of those things and I do actually um partner with a dear soul sister and we do some human design readings together though they're so different than anything else I've ever seen but I do human design conversations where you can like like there are truths about your design but until they actually truly resonate with you it To me, it doesn't really matter. Maybe Mm -hmm. some people will think that that's weird or like wrong or any of those things, but I come from the viewpoint that I'm not really here for anyone else to tell me who I am. I'm here to discover who I am based on what I know about myself. And so I really want to hold the spaces for other people. And sometimes human design can be like, you're a projector or you're a manifesting generator or you're a reflector or you're a whatever with a sacral authority and a five, one profile and all of these things. And there's all these words that are thrown out there. Some people know what they are. Some people don't. Some people resonate with what they learn. Some people don't. And there's also a lot of like old dogmatic patriarchal-ish type ways of explaining what those things are. And I'm all about bringing it back to story and conversation. And like, what does that really mean for you? Like, for instance, my profile in human design is a five one, which is technically a heretic investigator. And I'm like, I don't really resonate with that. So Mm -hmm. I'm a curious like rebel. And that feels true to me. And like finding those ways of reframing and not changing the message because there's so much beauty and depth and culture inside of the framework of human design. but there's so much depth that like to really explain what human design is can get a little well sometimes it can get boring or sometimes it can feel really like structured in almost like a non-inviting way. Mm. And so I think that's really where the conversations come in for me where, Um, It's really about you embodying and integrating who you are and then me being able to weave in your human design with you to allow you to see that and for it to really support you and not so much change who you are, because that's not what I believe human design is here to do, but more so for you to truly integrate who you are and really believe and ground into it because so many conversations I've had, people are like, oh yeah, like, yeah, but they're like, I don't know how to actually do that. Like, I know that that's true. And I know that that feels true, but I'm like that. It, it seems so out of the box or it's not the way that quote unquote, the world does it or how most people around us do it or, and it being anything, literally life, business relationships, making decisions, all of the things. And so I really believe in human design conversations, particularly for those who like don't resonate with their design or they're just confused out of their minds or they're like, is this really even beneficial? Because I think it can just really meet you where you are, but I'm also not the person to like shove human design down people's throats either. So,
0: yeah. And that's, what's like so special about you. And I think just like with anything, human design is very much take what resonates with you and leave the rest or just curious about how you might find out that it actually is true for you later on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's very much like been my personal experience with it. And even like you were saying, like you love to have those conversations around like things in people's design that doesn't necessarily resonate. Like I remember when um, like first reading about like being a manifesting generator and it was like, usually manifesting generators are like so high energy. And I was just like, yeah. what? <laughs> like How, like, how is this true for me? But in speaking yeah. with you and it's so multi-dimensional that like it, it, and again, like it looks so different for every person and you begin to see like, oh my gosh, like this all makes sense. Um, but one thing that I remember when I was first hearing of people getting into design and human design. I was like, okay, is it like a personality test? Is it like astrology? Like, so can you explain for, for, um, people that might be in that same boat? Like, is it a test you take? Is it just an astrology? Like what, how would you explain that?
1: Yeah. So it's all based on your birth information. So, which is similar to astrology. Um, and which is, I actually like that. So it's based on your birth date, your birth time, your birth place, um, all of that together, um, literally creates your human design chart. You can look it up for free. Some people think that's so fascinating and other people look at it and they're like, yep. Uh, what is this? Like, it's so confusing. Um, I, um, I love the simplicity of the fact that it is actually based on like your birth date and your, your birth time and just like information instead of you having to make the decision. Um, because I think it can really, um, Like sometimes those like personality things, you know, like we've talked about the Enneagram before where we like totally resonate with certain things, but sometimes it's like I feel like I'm every number, you know, Um, and you can weave some of that in, but it's not a choice in the sense of you're not trying to decide what you resonate with, it's more so this is actually like literally how your being decided to come into this world. And this is the framework of who you are. How do you truly embody that?
0: Does that feel like that would explain it for yeah. you? Like back when you were, it does. Little, yeah.
1: Not knowing what that was.
0: Yeah. And I just want to like speak to a little bit of the skepticism of it too, because I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> like- seriously like I just entered my birth time and place like and I had never like I had never really you know took any time to like look at astrology or anything like so it was all very new to me and I think just the the circles I grew up in and stuff it was just like oh that stuff is a bunch of baloney Uh and but I I kept hearing about friends and colleagues and stuff like really experiencing such deep, like life change in the, in the way that they finally like have the words to explain the things that they feel and just how to operate in a more authentic way in the world. And I was like, okay, there has to be something to this. So for anyone listening who is like, this is BS, I'm turning it off. I totally felt the same. And I think that that's, I, I didn't even really it until I started to talk to you, Catherine, about it, because that was the first time that it actually started to make sense to me on like how it actually applies to your life. Yeah. Um, so what, what was like your experience with coming to human design? Like, did you have that same like skepticism or were you like, oh my gosh, this is like, I've, I've been waiting for this my whole life. Or like, what was your first <laughs> interaction with it? Um, My
1: first interaction, I was actually pretty open, but I grew up in a very similar setting. So like I never even knew like, so I'm an Aries son in astrology, never knew anything about that. I was basically told all things like astrology and anything other than the Bible was like evil and not like just not something to pay attention to. So it's definitely been a transition for me. And I think it's a reason why I take the viewpoint of human design that I do, because I'm like, I'm not interested in just like introducing another like dogmatic thing. That's not right. supportive um, to everyone or can't meet you exactly where you are, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but actually it's funny that you were saying that. Cause I remember you being like, I don't really know. And I talked about it for a while before you were ever like, okay, I really actually want to know about this, but I also learned about it from a, from a trusted friend. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, and like she did a workshop, but it was very conversational. And so I do think that there's something about like being able to just learn more than, than a graphic on, Pinterest or Instagram. Like, I think like it's, I mean, human design is so vast. It is really tricky to actually like bring everything together in a way that's going to like resonate with you individually from like a one sentence explanation. And also like, because all of our designs are so unique. There's so many different lenses to look at each piece through, that there's so much nuance, which is what I love. Um, but yeah. also can make it a little tricky for people to be like, "Is this really for me?" Um, and I'm very much here for those conversations. So I do not shy away from the whole. Um, I'm not really. I'm not really interested in this. Like this is just weird, or it's not real, or whatever. Um, like you know, if that's where you are, like that's a totally okay place to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, if you get curious about it, follow that curiosity. If you don't, like you totally don't have to, but also like that whole idea of the skepticism in the sense of maybe you're actually curious, but you don't know why you're curious or you're annoyed that you're curious because it's popular or you're like, Um, what if I don't resonate with it or what if it tells me something I don't want to know or all of those things? Um, It's still totally your choice to actually embrace, integrate, learn, and choose if it's something that actually resonates with you.
0: Yes, that is so true. And I think just following the curiosity is yep. well worth it. I think <laughs> and, and I just had that initial spark of curiosity and man am I glad that I just like had a conversation with you and and started to to go down the rabbit hole in, yeah. in a way but it, it it's just I think th- this is my experience with it and I would love to hear also more about like your experience with realizing you were a projector cuz you shared mm-hmm. a little bit about being um like a one profile but for me, like, it's, it was so liberating to, um, I mean, there were a few lessons that were really liberating to me, but to, just to realize, so I'm a six-two manifesting generator, and so for me, the six is role model and the two is hermit, and it's such a contrast, but it was- So I shared about this a little bit, I think it was earlier this year when I really had this realization, thanks to you and human design that I had always put so like, I was so hard on myself that I couldn't maintain this like role model status all the time, this high energy front facing, like sharing content, like all the time. And I would go, I would go through these phases of like really going hard. And that's a lot of my like manifesting generator energy as well. Um And then I would just be like, I'm going into my cave for three months. No one talked to me. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And like, this is what you were talking, speaking to earlier when you like so beautifully said, like, there are some things that are very true to us. And yet they are societally not really normal or accepted. And yet it's the way we're designed. Like it's our design. And when we allow it to just be, and to actually like embrace that it is so liberating because now I know, I know that the, like that is part of my design. Like I definitely like, I love to like teach and guide and and share and create and all these things. And then I get secluded for a (laughs) while. (laughs) And that's just like, now I, there's zero shame about it. I just know, like I, again, it gave me language for something that I had always thought was wrong. And same thing with like, um, there's like a lot of talk in lessons to manifesting generators specifically about like, um, when you no longer have the energy for something, move away from it. Mm-hmm. And that is so not societally accepted because you appear as a quitter or you, it's like, why don't you stick to something like develop persistence when in reality, like part of being a manifesting generator is following the things that light you up. Like that is what that is that's the way that our energy works. And again, like I've always changed my mind so much. And I was like, what's wrong with me? And nothing's wrong at all. It's in fact, it's just, it's the nuance. It's the beauty of all of this. And I, it's just so mind boggling when those things feel so, so true. And you, it's like, it feels like coming home and it's just like, Ah, like, yes, this is me and there's nothing wrong. And so I'm curious if you had that experience with like being a projector. Cause I know that that, um, was, I mean, just from our conversations, I do know that that felt like coming home a lot to you. So, um, just share. And maybe for people who don't know, like, just explain a little bit of like what a projector is and like your experience with like coming home to that.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, So projectors are non-sacral designs, uh, meaning that like we don't necessarily have a continuous access to our energy like a manifesting generator or a generator would, um, which is its own beauty. And yet most of us are designed to like think that we can just go, go, go and do all the things. Um, And so... And, and with projectors, right, there's so many narratives or things out there that like, are those like blanket statements and, um, some of them feel true. Some of them don't, or some of them you're like, oh yeah. Like I remember hearing, oh, projectors aren't really designed to work. Um, like maybe two to four hours a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, okay, well, I'm like a business owner. <laughs> I'm building my business. And I'm like, how is that, like, how is that supposed to work? It doesn't make sense to me. Um, I wanted it to make sense because at first I was like, oh, that sounds great. I could just like basically do nothing all the time and like work maybe two hours a day. And then like everything is just magically going to happen and it's going to be incredible. Um, I did give that a go for a little bit. P.S. It did not work for me. So maybe it (laughs) will. for other people did not work for me. Um, but I think it was more because it was like, Oh, so everything's just like supposed to work out without me, like doing anything. And obviously in like nine to five corporate life, that is not a possibility, um, or an option, um, for those of us who are projectors. Um, but you know, I played a little bit having my own business and, I think for me, the thing that resonated so much was that I, I don't have consistent access to my energy because I definitely resonate with that. Um, I love my sleep. I, Mm -hmm. I love naps, but like, I also don't actually do it very often. And that's another like projector narrative, right? Oh, you just take all the naps and I'm like, okay. Like sometimes it feels true, but like sometimes it doesn't. And then also just releasing the pressure of that. Mm. Um, and slow and steady is my way. And it's been, um, it's been challenging uh, a little bit being a business owner as a projector and learning that because as a projector, um, I am designed to wait for the invitation, which is also a unique um, piece of my design being a business owner and I think what's been super fascinating is learning and integrating this as myself but then also like I literally learned about my human design I don't know a month or two before launching my business so it's been very like um, woven together for me um, but I definitely am someone who believes in integrating your design as a human being um, because like sometimes we get really distracted with how does this like, uh, support me in my business or in like how I make money or how I like interact in the world. And we're very externally focused. Mm -hmm. And I am definitely as a whole, a very internally focused person for Mm -hmm. myself, but also for those that I speak with and serve. Um, so as much as you and I talk about our businesses so much with human design, because it has been such a game changer for both of us. Um, it definitely started in, in life and really I learned that I'm a spontaneous decision maker. So that's been a huge shift. Um, and like my husband and I have moved across the country since finding out our designs, we've literally shifted because we're both in the moment decision makers. And so we've shifted like how we have conversations about like big things that we know are coming because right. Sometimes you're in a moment and you have this big opportunity or decision to make, but you would obviously like want to chat with your partner about it. Um, and so we started having pre-conversations where we kind of like work through all of our things and then we'll like, then the person, whoever it might be, is, is free to make that in the moment decision because we've kind of chatted through our things and we know that about ourselves, which has been like, wow, so Mm -hmm. cool. Um, And my husband is a manifesting generator. So that's always been kind of fun for you and I, um, as I'm like, oh, that's like, kind of like this, but then you're both so different too. And that's been really fun, um, is I seem to talk to a lot of manifesting generators and like, we're just so different and sometimes you know, people look at human design and it's like reflector, manifester, projector, generator, manifesting generator. And there's like five types. And then people are like, well, that feels really limiting. Like I'm obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, different, but the amount of nuance that is within each design is like mind boggling. Like, I don't know that it will ever be something that is fully understood because there's just always more. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I really love. And being a projector and allowing myself to rest and to not constantly do, 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 and to not try to keep up. Um, It's a constant thing. It's a constant reminder. And learning what it means for me. I think, and I, I think that that goes for all of us in our designs, right? Because like you as a manifesting generator and the multi-passionate ebb and flow changing your mind, but like, what does that mean for you? Right. And like, how does that come together with your decision-making and like, for me as a projector, it's been, how do I rest? how do I do, how do I tap into the energy, that's going to serve me today, but also how do I let tomorrow be different? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I do things differently? Uh, because that's definitely a huge piece of my design. And then, um, how do I continue to learn? Um, because that's a, a big thing for me is the continuous learning and the continuous evolving and shifting. And so it was a gift But I think sometimes like it definitely, it definitely takes some time to feel like your design is a gift, at least for me and the reminding ourselves, right. That like we can change our minds because I think so often we think that we've, um, we've integrated our design and then something comes up and we're talking to someone. And if they know our design, they're like, you know, you can change your mind or, you know, that you don't have to do that. Or, you know, that like you can take a break and whatever. And we're like, oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot, you know, like you do still need that. Like we both have those conversations back and forth, constantly reminding each other of our designs, because as much as we know, you still get in life and you still have like, this is the expectation or this is the societal norm, or this is the whatever. And you're just, you just get a little distracted. And then, you know, just kind of coming back and centering into that what is my design? How do I know when I've made a true decision? How do I know when I haven't made a true decision? And how do I give myself the permission to just give myself grace and forgiveness for that and to allow its own lesson to come through? And, um, so yeah.
0: Yeah. I love all of that. And I think it's a really important point too, that it's such a gift to learn your design and there's a learning curve. It's both. It's both. Totally. And it's not bad that there's a learning curve. I think it is so well worth the time and energy to like learn it and embody it. And I think something that you said that I was like, ooh, I want to dive into that real quick when you were talking (laughs) about that like your way is slow and steady. Yeah. And okay, so my energy is quite not. (laughs) (laughs) No, really? (laughs) Catherine has lovingly um That reflected back to me many a time where she's like, you really have some high highs and low lows. <laughs> and it's so true. And honestly, like if you've been around my online space for a while, you've probably noticed because I'm like, here's everything, everyone, <laughs> like, it's just crazy. And then it's like, I'll see you in three months. Like literally I will not, <laughs> and it's, you know, or I'll like launch something. And it's just, and that's obviously a business example, but so the thing why or one of the reasons why I think human design is like one of the many reasons but is so helpful is because in the past I would have seen someone like you or would have just seen someone who like I admired I admired their energy right like what they were doing in the world and I would automatically think oh like their way of being must be the way and so especially like if as I knew you as my friend, it was like, oh, she's so, she's so like slow and steady and everything's so like progressive and she takes her time and it's so it marinates. And when I do that, I crash and burn. It's exhausting to me. And yet maybe for someone else who kind of has the same, who is a projector or whatever, and sees a manifesting generator. And it's like, there's that admiration there again. And without human design, we go, oh, Maybe their way is the way. So like kind of intense energy and there's these big, 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 like on seasons and off seasons, like maybe that's the way and it's exhausting. And so what's so helpful is when you know your way, it's no long, like, I love the way that you are. I admire the way that you are, but I would never again, try to do things like you would do them because like, it's not my design. So do you find that like in a lot of your human design conversations, um, like people are like experiencing those aha moments when they're like, Oh my gosh, I've been trying to do it one way. And that's like, actually not how I do it. Like, I assume that's a big common realization.
1: Yes. Yes. And I feel like there's a caveat because I also feel like you have to be open to that realization. Yes. Um, because yeah. And I think even now, right. There are times when I look at you and I'm like, Oh, if only I could just like do that, or maybe I should try this that way Mm -hmm. or like whatever. And it's not that we can't look at other people, you know? Um, and I also don't want it to appear that like, once you learn your design, everything just like magically works out. And like, there's no real, like continued learning because that is so not the case, Mm -hmm. not in a, Oh, that's exhausting kind of way, but in a. Really like beautiful, like integrating and really like permission giving way. Cause I think for me, the more that I try things, the more that I embody my design, the more I learn about myself. And then I learn the truer expression, right? But then that truer expression turns into a truer expression, which turns into a truer expression. And I think that that's just a continuous journey. Um, so, but yeah, the whole different designs and looking at other people and wanting to do it their way and thinking that their way is the best. And even when you think about within the coaching world, you know, we're like, we're looking at coaches, but then we're also, if you're being coached by someone or you're being taught by someone, or you're looking at someone for inspiration, you follow them on Instagram or you're on their email list or, or you invest in them in some way or whatever. So often we look at someone and we, Quote unquote, put them on a pedestal and think how they are doing it, whatever it is, is the right way. Um, And yeah, I'm just kind of like not about right ways. I'm just about like your way and your right way. And then letting that change. Um, I think something that's come through in quite a few of my. Conversations is this uh, idea of the inner algorithm, like your inner algorithm, which was like a way for me because I have some clients who are like, Yeah, but like I have to post on Instagram or I have to post to YouTube or I have to post to Pinterest or I have to like show up here or I have to send out to my email list or I have to have to have to. And this whole idea of your design, right? Like as a projector and as a like a splenic authority, which is that like intuitive in the moment decision maker. Mm-hmm. If I'm like not trusting when like I have a spark and I'm like really like lit up to do something or really inspired to do something, then like I might be missing out on an opportunity if I'm trying to quote unquote stick to a plan that I had created and like I'm just trying to like stay in that box And like the same goes for you as a manifesting generator, but like in a little bit of a different way, right? Like it might not be this like quiet knowing, but it'll be this, oh my gosh, like I want to do this thing or the, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this thing, but I told people that I was going to do this thing. And it is like so far from anything I want to do now. What do I do with that? Mm -hmm. Like since when did saying that we didn't want to do something that we said we would do? When did that become like wrong? Right. I mean sure there are things that like we commit to and and there's like some follow through that's required and you know there's like human adult things that like you know we kind of need to do but I don't know it's just why not change your mind and why not share that experience with your people with your community members with your friends with your family and like see what happens for them when they notice that you give yourself the permission to like
0: live in alignment with yourself. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I actually had this happen for the first time two days ago or like oh, even yeah? yesterday. So yeah. And it, cause I, so earlier this year or like last month or something, I had told my whole entire community that I was no longer going to offer the well method in a one-on-one capacity anymore. I sent right. an email, I told everyone and then <laughs> I changed my mind a few days ago. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. And I was like, well, I'm going to tell, like, I'm going to say that I changed my mind. So like in a workshop, I said, you know, I had said this, but I actually changed my mind. So I am going to still offer that. And one of my (laughs) clients yesterday, who is also a manifesting generator, because I was, I want to say, I was absolutely afraid that people would think I'm indecisive like not a good business owner for changing my mind and not sticking to my guns of what I had said before. Right. And so, but I was like, well, honestly, whatever, like, that's my truth. That's what it is right now. So I'm going to share. And so my client who is manifesting generator as well, which she knows, which I love that. And it's a really great, you know, commonality that we share. she, She said yesterday, she was like, I loved that you said that because it gave me permission. She's starting a business. And she was like, it's actually not wrong to change my mind. And it was, it was the first time that I had ever experienced like me actually like expressing that I had changed my mind, even feeling afraid and just doing it anyway. And had someone actually tell me like, thank you so much for doing that because I'm the same way. And I'm afraid because Mm -hmm. I'm afraid to change my mind, but it was fine. And like, no one thought it was weird anyway. And so it was just, yeah, it's so interesting how we like put these like moral right or wrong on things, like something like changing your mind when it's more than okay.
1: Yes, totally. Well, and also noticing, um, and I think that we've talked about this before the whole, this is right now, like this is correct for me now. This is a line for me now. Like that could change tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And most of us are truly designed to kind of like the decision that we make. It's not that that one decision is actually like stagnant and true for forever. Right. You know, it's a, an in the moment decision or a sleep on it decision. Some of us have, like, if you're a reflector, you have a, a longer, um, expression of that. If like for those like big things, you know, following like the cycle of the moon and everything. Um, but we each have our own way, but like a decision is a decision in a moment, It's not necessarily a forever decision. Um, And I don't know if that's like a cultural thing. Like, I don't actually know where that narrative came from, but that like things shift and things change around us. Our our bodies change, our beings change, our relationships change, our circumstances change. And so if something else changes and that, that answer and that thing that we decided could be like completely different or not aligned or whatever, like you could have decided to do the, the group expression of the Luma method. And then something could have changed and you could have been like, actually, that's totally not true for me anymore. And like, okay, cool. Great. Like, we just won't do that. I love that you did that. That makes me so happy. And I love that you made the decision when you knew you were like, that was a little weird. And I don't know how I feel about this. Cause I think people are going to like, Hmm but I don't know that I just don't feel aligned with continuing to do one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, actually I do. Maybe, yeah. and that, maybe that was needed for you to actually come back into alignment for that, for
0: those one-on-one totally. connections. Totally. And I, I, uh think like what you were saying about the right decision. And that is something that we talk about a lot. And it's so grounding when you realize that like, you don't have to just live and die by trying to find the right thing or right way or whatever. Um, I think like, I see that a lot in my clients and myself too, is it it almost like brings us into this like frozen state of not being able to make any sort of momentum because it's like, I'm so afraid of doing the wrong thing or choosing the wrong choice. And when it's like, there's just not that much pressure on it and it can change. And like, there's not a right way. So it's just like, well, there's
1: so many things we won't know until we try, you know, like sometimes you're like, I can't even actually make a decision because I only have an idea of what this thing is going to be you know, and like, I don't think that we offer much space for that. That happens in the corporate world all the time, right? Like we get a promotion or we change jobs or, or whatever. And we, we think that it's going to be this. And it turns out to be that, well, yeah. you made a decision thinking it was going to be this. And it turned out to be that. So obviously that might change your decision. I mean, it happens as a business owner. It happens in relationships you think you want this, you think you need this. And then you're like, actually, maybe that's not true. Maybe I need something different. Um, and you know, I think, I think it's really beautiful when we own what we need and we're, and we're willing to give it a try and, and to try it our way. You know, some people, They stick their little baby toe in the water and are like, "Hmm, let me like put out a few feelers. And other people are like, I am diving all the way in arms outstretched, like just all the way in here. And neither is right. And neither is wrong. It's just yours.
0: Yeah. It's just yours. I love that. And it's like, you are the one who holds the permission slip, like, are you going to give yourself the permission to do it your way or not? It's, it really is not dependent on anyone else's perception of you, opinion of you, decision for you in some situations, like it's totally up to you. So I love that.
1: And then I think also sometimes we're like, I don't actually know how to give myself this permission, you know? And so I think like, that is something that's so beautiful about like, having a coach or partnering with someone or like having a friend, right? Like how we, you know, we have these conversations with each other where we'll be like, you totally have the permission to change your mind here. Like you totally have the permission to whatever, um, because we need to be able to hold our own truths for ourselves, but it doesn't matter who you are. There are times when you actually need someone else to hold that truth with you and for you, because sometimes you don't even have the strength to hold it with someone. You just need someone to hold it for you. Mm -hmm. And so also just like honoring that as well, um, that it's totally within your power. And yet sometimes we're just really exhausted and we Mm -hmm. just need someone else to like be on the journey with us. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's something that I, I don't I talk about it out loud that often, but I think I've said this to you before. I don't know that I really like say it much to, like clients and things, but I'm like a, I'm like a coach with, and like a relationship with, mm-hmm. I'm not like this, like coach over relationship yeah. over. Let me tell you how to do things. And, but I'm that way. And I mean, all relationships be them business relationships are personal where I just feel like we're all kind of like in this together in our own way. And so how do we come together and support each other in that, instead of not so much like going against each other. I mean, sometimes that happens where you're like fighting against each other or, you know, even just how can I be better than her or whatever. Um, But I love finding those spaces where you can do things together Mm. because you don't have to do it alone.
0: Totally. 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 And I think that's one thing that just like in my own journey and, and especially in my human design journey was just the biggest gift was to like, have you like alongside, I honestly don't think like, if I didn't know you, like, I don't think I would have gotten into human design because it was just so daunting the way that I saw it everywhere else. And I was like, no, (laughs) I don't have, (laughs) I don't have the energy I don't understand at all. And so I just think that like what you do is so incredibly special. And, um, is there anything else that like you want to share specifically about like human design conversations that you offer to people? Like, is there anything else that you would like to add or explanation of it or anything? Well,
1: I mean, I guess, the thing is, is that human design conversations are for everyone. So wherever you are in your journey, but I also, I was thinking about it. And I also really want to say that I think that there are beautiful people out there who do offer like human design blueprints and human design readings and something that's like, given to you without that relational quality. So I love those things. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I do want to speak to the beauty of those. Like I have a human design blueprint that literally like I have got, I've had for almost a year and a half now. And I still go back to it. It's freaking brilliant.
0: That's true. Um, I do have one of those too. And so I will say I do have another human design resource. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're great, you know,
1: but like, sometimes you just need that personal touch. And so I think for me, that's what human design conversations are. They're not designed to like, let me write all this out for you. And let me like, tell you all of these individually specific detail things. um, I really do feel like it's so much more of an experience and an interactive experience, right? So you want to talk about the things that you're confused about, or you're like, I don't even know how to resonate with my design. Or you're like, I want to know about my design, but I don't know how to even absorb what I'm hearing or seeing on the internet or whatever um or you've heard stuff about your design and you're like that doesn't make any sense that has absolutely nothing to do with me but there's something in you that's like yeah but there's something to this thing but you just can't find it so those are the conversations that I typically end up having and I love having them um And regardless, like, even if I think about it for the people who are like, what if I still don't resonate with human design at the end of the conversation? Like that could happen. You've still expressed your story and you've still received like beauty and goodness of this, this validation and this safe space to express yourself. And also just be like seen in who you are and, and given the gift of, um, being seen in your wholeness. Mm -hmm. So I, it's not like this pressure that if you enter into this conversation, that you must leave it feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm just so aligned with my design and my whole life has changed in an hour or an hour and a half or whatever, you know, like that's definitely not the case. It's a safe space to explore and to see how your design can support you, whatever that means to you in this moment.
0: Yeah. And it's the exploration piece that you just touched on. I think if you are to go into one of these human design conversations with Catherine, I think like the exploration is like the only expectation that you should have. It's a time of discovery. Like you don't know what the outcome is going to be. And I think like that should be really, that gets to be really fun, I think. And just like, I'm just here to explore I'm just here to discover more and see what resonates and just really like get curious about it and how it can, you know, benefit me, my life, like whatever. Um, so yeah, I love all of that. And you have a special offering for create your life listeners. Is that correct?
1: I do. I do. So we'll put like a link or whatever, like in the description, but yes, there is a special offering, um, for those who are listening to this podcast and who are in your community that I'm really excited about sharing. Um, I think that it's just really neat. Um, The thought right now is that it's going to have, you'll have two calls. So right now, the offering that I provide is a one call experience with boxer support. And sometimes you just need a little bit more than that. And so your special listeners will get the chance to experience that. So I am really, really excited. So it's a special offer at a special price and just for your people.
0: Oh, That is so, so kind. So yeah, we'll leave the link in the show notes and descriptions everywhere. Um, but I cannot recommend it enough. Like it is seriously one of the greatest gifts yeah in my in my life primarily but also in my business and so you know it's definitely like not just a business owner thing at all it's really starts starts and ends with your life and then just flows out into all your different areas your work or your business or your relationships like it's so beautiful so I'm really excited for that special offering thank you so much for offering that
1: You are so welcome. I'm super excited. And I have loved our conversations. And I think that that's something that's really neat about human design is like, I learn about human design by talking to you and you learn about human design, talking to me, like it is so experiential. And I just, I just love that. And there's always something new to learn and new to explore. And it's been so fun and I'm so excited for all the conversations to come.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And It's so fun to have friends who are into it. Yes. Yes. Cause then we can talk about it and be like, wait,
1: are you like, is this really true for you? Is this really within your design? Are you trying to be somebody else?
0: Yes. It's so true. Like, and all jokes aside, like, I feel like it really does deepen like our friendship. And I feel like it really deepens our conversations because it's not anymore just about like, what are the external influences? And like, what have I been taught? It's actually, you have this like roadmap of yourself. And when someone else sees that and knows that as well and can help like guide you towards more authenticity, it's just like so special in a friendship. So yeah, get your friends in on this too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It's so neat because even like when we share certain things we'll be like, oh, well that's that part of your design or that's that part of your design. And just like hearing someone say that back to you is even that like, it's like just this breath of,
0: oh yeah, like that's, that's who I am. Mm, It's so validating. I think is like, it's so validating and we love it. We're so here for it. (laughs) Well, is there anything else? uh, We'll have kind of like a rapid fire ish sort of three questions that I ask all guests. But before that, do you have anything else that you would like to share?
1: I, I think that we have beautifully covered, like everything at this point to be perfectly honest it feels super complete to me
0: Good. oh one more thing I just thought of if people are like just curious and right in this moment they want to look up their design do you like do you know off the top of your head what the website is that they could head to and find that the one
1: that I actually like is it's the Jovian website and maybe we could put that, I can send you that link and maybe you could put that in the description. The reason I specifically like that one in particular, it's to me, it's a little bit clearer and a little easier to just look at from the beginning to see clear details, your chart, without a bunch of extra like words and things. It might be confusing still, but it's just one page clear, And you don't have to have an account. You don't have to do anything. You literally just like Google it and put your name and details in. And yes, the specific time of your birth is important. Like it can change. So you do want to really try to find that. If you can't, you can always like reach out um, to a human design person, um, whether it's me or anyone else, if you're curious about getting a human design reading or a blueprint, and they can sometimes like help assist or just look up a
0: couple different times and let you know like what things change and stuff. Mm, that's really cool. I didn't know about that part. And yes, the Jovian website, I think I have used that one before and that yeah. it is, I agree, it's like more clear than others. So I will link your special offering. I'll link the Jovian website and then I'll link like your website and Instagram and all of that below too. Yay. Yay. Okay, cool. Are you ready for the rapid fire questions?
1: Sure. Go for it.
0: (laughs) Okay. What is one thing about you that makes you, you? So
1: I feel like this is really coming through recently, but I would really have to say like the depth of my presence. Mm -hmm. I can really hold people and like their stories and it's, it's a gift that I am stepping into, I think, and just really like making people feel seen and safe. Mm,
0: So true. I feel like every time we have a conversation, like it is deep. Like you are the deep friend.
1: (laughs) I am the deep friend.
0: Yeah. Everything. Like that's what I just love. I love that about you. I couldn't agree more. I think that's like totally a gift. Your depth but
1: I also like to laugh. So it's like this funny, like connection, but yeah, I I'm totally the deep friend.
0: Totally, Uh, So true. I couldn't agree more. What is a small joy in your life right now that is keeping you going? Mm, So I'm going on
1: daily walks with my pup chaos, who I don't know if you've heard him at all throughout this episode, but he's been like hanging out on the couch over there. And, um, And it's been glorious. So just like enjoying getting outside and like moving and enjoying the sunshine. It's been just so lovely.
0: Mm, So nice. I love that. And what is one thing you are doing to actively create your life right now? So
1: I'm really leaning into spaciousness. Um, and what spaciousness means, cause it has a lot of different meanings for me. And those are really coming through with what's desiring to take up space, but then also what is desiring to be given a little space to breathe and not be quite so like focused and honed in on. And it's literally just been in the last couple of weeks, but it's changing like everything. And it's been really, really cool to witness. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so beautiful. I feel like when I think of, like, the term create your life, when I think of people that I know that really are intentional about, like, life creation and being really, like, present and intentional with the way that they live, you are one of my greatest <laughs> influences in that you are so good about, like, just your environment but your mind too and like so I think what you what you just shared is a perfect example like just bringing more spaciousness it's I love that about you and I love that that spaciousness is bringing so much to you already as you've like entered into that so that's really beautiful thank you for sharing
1: oh thanks my friend it's always such a joy to be seen by you it feels so good
0: (laughs) oh I'm just I love what you do. I love what you bring to the world. And I can't wait for people to experience your magic in human design conversations.
1: Oh, thanks, friend. This was so fun.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to create your life. It is such an honor to get to share these conversations with you and it truly means the world that you are listening. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That is the biggest help and allows more creative humans just like you to find this podcast as always i love to connect with you who are listening so screenshot this episode share that you're listening in your stories and tag me so i can see i would absolutely love to see And if you would like to stay connected or are interested in coaching, you can follow me on Instagram at Megan.vhill And I always update there when I have new openings um, and free events or downloads, things like that. So make sure to stay in the loop there. You can also join my email list, which gets updated a lot of times even before Instagram. Um, And so you can join that at meganvhillcom slash mailing list. And lastly, if you loved the song from this episode, I know I do, I am obsessed. It was created especially for Create Your Life by my good friend, Trevor Maddox. He is incredible. And if you want to hear more of his music, which I highly recommend, you can head to his website, trevormaddox.com or follow him on Instagram at maddox.sounds. And both of those will take you to um, Spotify or wherever you listen to your music and you can listen to his stuff. It is incredible sure to check that out thank you for being here i'm so happy to spend this time with you looking forward to staying connected and we'll chat soon